Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mindfully Rich Podcast, your weekly mindful look at life and finances with a twist. I'm your host, Richie, and y'all know I got to start off with the big ups. Yes, to all y'all that's listening, child, I didn't finally reach over 500 listens for my first seven episodes, and when I tell y'all I'm geeked, Y'all don't understand. I've only had this podcast for a month and to know that I've had that many listeners so far is just amazing. Y'all keep listening, keep sharing these episodes with your friends and your family, whoever you're sharing them with, and make sure you connect with me on IG. I'm at Mindfully Rich. But while we are in this quarantine, I definitely can say I'm still enjoying all my favorite DJs and their consistency with these IG and Facebook lives that they been doing purely dedicated to making the world dance and you know what we need something to think about other than this quarantine so i appreciate it big shout out to d nice y'all i am literally on this man live daily he has club quarantine going on uh, most days and then at night he has quarantine after dark and when i tell y'all that r&b music he have like old school child i love it love 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 some r&b music and i can't forget about my girl china she interviewed one of our other favorite djs dj young and man when i tell you this dude be having me up out of my seat i mean just in here just dancing so much and he has club worldwide and it's normally live on his facebook so y'all gotta go ahead and go check that out you know I like his music because being that I'm from the shy and I also claim down south because I lived down there for a little while, like a little bit more over than a little while. I was there, what, 11 years. So I claim down south too. But I live in Cali and they don't be hitting on the music that I like. And so DJ Young, he played all the stuff that I like. So y'all make sure y'all go check him out. But enough of that. We're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to today's topic. So our music title inspiration comes from the one and only T.I., King of the South, one of my favorite rappers and the creator of trap music. Y'all can argue with me about that later. Not right now. But y'all remember his song, What You Know. And I want to know what y'all know about credit reports. So fun fact about me. I love talking about credit. Like, I'm that girl. I absolutely love educating people on credit because it's a little difficult for people. I've been in the finance industry for almost 14 years now, so I have made this a mission of mine to research this topic and just know it, you know, in and out. Basically, I know credit like the back of my hand. So that's the reason why I love talking about it. But I also know that a lot of people... They aren't as familiar with it. I've had the pleasure of messing my credit up, fixing it, making it excellent again, sinking it down into the trash. I've done all of that. I've had it at, you know, trash status and excellente status, you know, so I love talking about it just because I've went through it myself. So I want to know from y'all, which one do you think is more important, your credit report or your credit score? Now, most people, they put a lot of stock in their credit score. Like when people are checking their credit, they always like, oh, let me see what my score is and just forget all about the credit report. But let me say this. Don't get me wrong. Your credit score, it has value, but your credit score only determines what rates a lender will charge you when you get a loan. 
So that's what the credit score means. And also, I used to be an underwriter. So I used to underwrite loans daily, y'all. So as an underwriter, I looked at the credit score last. Literally looked at the credit report first. And the reason why you look at the credit report first is you have to think about how your score is calculated. Your score is calculated from the information that's showing on your actual credit report, which is either your credit line or your credit product. So if that credit line or product is inaccurate, then your credit score can be inaccurate. And I want y'all to think of it back like when we was in school. Remember when we was in high school, college, and we were in classes, and at the end of the quarter, you received a grade from that class. After you received that grade, those grades collectively made your GPA. So I want y'all to think about your credit report and your score as you're looking at grades and a GPA. If you need to get your credit score higher, then you need to look at the actual items that are on your credit report and how they're reporting. And I know that a lot of people don't understand how their credit reports are graded. And that's kind of like the big misconception of not understanding credit because you're like, oh my God, how is it graded? So continue keeping that same analogy when you're in school and you're looking at your credit report, it's just like your report card and look at your grades as the credit score. I want you, I'm sorry, your GPA as the credit score. So keep that analogy in mind. So the first and most important thing to know about credit reporting is Paying your credit bills on time is the most important grading factor. Now, on time may look a little different to you or your finance company or the financial institution, whoever you have that loan with. But to the three credit reporting agencies, which are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, they deem on-time payments as every 30 days. That's what an on-time payment looks like. So for example, if you have a credit card or a loan and your due date is say the 12th of each month. So for giggles, we'll say your payment is due on April 12th, right? That means that you have until May 12th to make an on-time payment. But if you pay on May 13th, then that payment is now considered late, and that will be reported to the credit bureaus. Now, for your financial institution or the finance company that you have the loan or credit card with, they may deem, say, the payment is due on April 12th. Say you pay on April 17th. Now they may give you a late fee and say you're late for them, but to the credit bureaus, which is the most important thing we're talking about, is considered late after 30 days. So you probably want to know, why should you pay your bills on time? Other than me just telling you that it's the most important credit factor, you just should pay your bills on time because you don't want your credit decreasing due to you not making timely payments, okay? Remember, this factor weighs the most. It weighs the most out of every factor, and there's only five factors that the credit bureaus use, and this one is weighed the most. I mean, because think about it. If somebody asks you to borrow some money, I don't know about y'all. I don't care what they're using the money for. I just want to know when I'm getting my money back. And that's the same with the credit bureaus. They want to make sure you paying back the money that you said that you would pay back every 30 days. And that's the reason why you want to make sure that you're making your payments on time because it weighs the heaviest when grading your credit report.
So the next most important grading factor is the 30% rule. Now, warning for this one. This could get confusing, so I'm going to need y'all to really follow this one. The 30% rule applies only to credit card debt, meaning if you exceed over 30% usage on your credit cards and roll over that balance in relation to your credit limit monthly, then your credit score will be graded lower and then you're at risk of decreasing your score. So for example, let's say you have a $1,000 credit card and you spend over $300 in 30 days and you don't pay the balance off. That means you now have taken your balance over 30% usage because 30% of a thousand is $300. So over $300, you didn't pay it off. Now that balance is rolling over to the next month. Now your score is at risk of being lowered. Now this 30% rule, it applies to whatever credit limit you have. So for those of y'all who have say like a $250 credit limit, that means that if you roll over a balance over $75 into the next month, and for those of y'all who have like a $500 credit card, I believe what's that? If you roll over a balance over $150, then your credit score is at risk of decreasing because all of the credit bureaus have deemed that when you have credit card debt individually on your credit cards of more than 30% that rolls into the next month, you are now at risk of decreasing your score and your scores will go down. Like literally I can tell when, so I told y'all earlier that your payment history weighs the most. It has the most weight when grading your um, credit, when calculating your credit score. And so the next biggest factor is the 30% rule. So when I have people tell me, oh, I'm paying all my bills on time, but my credit score is still low, then I've always asked them, well, how much credit card debt do you have? And they're like, how do you know? Because those two factors, y'all, they weigh the most. If you're trying to improve your credit score, making sure your payment history is good and making sure your credit card debt is low are the the most two important factors. Y'all will thank me later. I'm just telling you. So moving on to the third factor that determines your credit grade, and that's the length of time open on a credit line or a product. This one is a bit confusing too, but I'm going to break it down for you. So let's say you have a credit card that you've had for like five years, right? And you decide you want to close it because you don't use it no more, whatever the case may be, right? When you close that card out, especially if you've had it for five years, your score will now start to decrease because credit works when you have credit lines and credit products that are open. So when you close out a line or a product, it's now not working together. I say working together for your good. You know, that's the church in me, but it's not working together with all of your other credit products to determine your total grade. So taking it back to GPAs, right? Okay, if I have a certain GPA and if I throw another class in there, I have the potential of increasing my GPA, determine whatever it will be determined by whatever grade it is that I got in that class. So think about it like this. When you take one credit product or credit line out the mix, it does make your score fluctuate in a different direction. So that direction majority of the time goes down just because you've taken something out of the whole mix of your credit. So just think of it like that. And also for people who are paying off, say like a loan or like a loan. So like an auto loan or a personal loan, I've seen many people tell me 
after they've paid off loans. And it's because the term came to an end. You didn't even, you know, close this out yourself. You know, it just came to an end itself. And when that happens, your credit score also may decrease just because that loan is now not calculated, it's no longer open. So it can't be calculated with all of the other products that you have. So I've seen it before where people are saying, oh, I don't use this credit card anymore. I don't need it. If you're not using credit cards anymore, just keep it. Like you're not losing anything by keeping this credit card open. Unless you just don't have the discipline to have a credit card that has an availability and you just don't use it. What I normally do, because I got about eight credit cards and I don't use all of them. But for those credit cards that I'm not using, I have one that I use every single month, pay it off every month just because I don't, I don't have time to keep credit card balances. I didn't get to a, a good place in life now where I'm able to pay those off. Back in the day, not so much. But for those other credit cards, I know how long I can go with them being inactive before that credit card issuer wants to try to cut them off. So I keep those in my safe until I need to use it just to make sure that they're not cut off because I like having all the available balances, y'all. You never know. I need all of the money. I need to have access to all the money. So I want all my credit cards to stay open. So the ones that I'm not using, just so they don't go inactive, I know to use them before they get to inactive status. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next two grading factors, and that's your credit inquiries and mix of credit. So credit inquiries, everyone's familiar with. Anytime you go apply for a loan, they have to do an inquiry. Most people will try to make you think when you're doing a credit inquiry that it's just like the worst thing for your credit when in actuality, credit inquiries and your mix of credit, they weigh the least when grading your credit score. They just, they just do. And I'm just like, dang, people have really made a big thing out of inquiries. And there's two kinds of inquiries. You have soft inquiries and you have hard. So soft inquiries are when you pull your credit report. You can pull your credit report a thousand times a day. Nothing will happen to it. But if you go out and do a whole bunch of inquiries when you're applying for credit, then you can see a decrease in your credit score just because inquiries do have a piece. They have a small piece in calculating your actual credit score. And then a mix of credit, you can't really do too much about that because that's just saying, oh, you have a credit card, you have an auto loan, you have a student loan, you have a mortgage. They're looking at the different product types. And I had an episode when I talked about product types. Y'all have to go check that one out. But it's just looking at the different product types that you have. But the Good thing to know is that inquiries and mix of credit, they're both only worth 10% of your total credit score. So very small, especially in comparison to payment history, which is worth 35%. 30% rule is worth 30%. And then length of length of time that you have a credit product open is worth 15%. You should have a better understanding of why your credit score may fluctuate on different products. Because it just depends on whatever those credit products and lines are doing that month. What your credit card balances are looking like. Did you pay your bills on time? That's basically what that's saying. And y'all know how I like to give y'all stories to go along with the topic. So I want to tell y'all about when I was younger, when I was a little young thing out here and didn't know nothing about credit, didn't know how to manage it, any of that stuff. 
So my first credit product was a credit card, I believe, with First Premier, and then I had a $1,000 personal loan with this credit union in Florida. I was like 18 or 19 when I took both of these out, and child, I ain't know nothing about paying no credit back. I was like, all right, I got the products. I pay whenever I feel like it. I run the credit card up. That was just what I was doing because nobody had taught me about what it was to maintain my credit and keep it in a certain range. And so I was getting late payments. I had my credit card balances was all out of whack. And it wasn't until I applied for a car that I saw my score was crappy. I was like, oh, this is this is a mess. And you know, when you have a bad credit score due to say, in this case, my credit products were accurate and I had a bad score just because I wasn't paying my bills on time and I was keeping high credit card balances. So when I went to go get a car loan, my score was bad. And so I was going to be paying like over 20% just to get an auto loan. So I was like, uh-uh, let me, let me figure this out. So I started doing my own research on credit. That was way back in the day. I want to say this was like back in 2004 and credit works just a little different, not too, too much different from how it did back then. But I started doing my research then on how to fix my credit and got myself back. And it wasn't really fixed. It was make a few pivots and changes. I just had to start paying my bills on time, start keeping my credit card balance, uh, credit card balances low. And so at that point, I got better. And as I got better, as I continued to do my research, I knew how to make credit work for myself. You know, I've had the bad credit and then I've also had excellent credit. I've had over $800, I said $800. <laughs> I've had over an 800 credit score, but this is the thing I'll tell y'all about that. There wasn't a party for me. I didn't get no extra knocks at my door, you know, just because I had, you know, an 800 credit score. So it's just, you just have to learn how to make credit work for you and whatever your situation is at the time, because for the most part, you look for your credit score. Of course, you don't want to have to try to hurry up and try to get ready when you need a credit product, but you mainly keep your credit up. So when it is that you do need something, we're in a time right now where people are applying for extra loans and things like that. And you don't want to go to apply and then you salty because your credit look a mess because you haven't been checking your credit report. So you want to keep, that's the main the main thing I want you to take from my score, my story is that I've had it, had my score be down there. I've also had my score be up there and I've made the best from the research that I did made the best out of my credit for the situations that I needed it to be good for. And that's basically what you're going to have to do. Make sure you're a checking your credit report. You can go to any of the credit bureau's websites. That's Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Or you can go to annualcreditreport.com, pull your credit there. You just need to see what's on there so that way you can make sure everything's accurate. So that way when you're checking your score, you will be good. I know that was a lot of information, y'all, but we're going to go ahead and move into these questions. I did a little bit of a recap. Oh, I didn't really do a recap. I got to do a recap, y'all. So first, <laughs> I'm getting off track myself. First, the information listed on your credit report, it determines your credit score. Make sure that you remember that. And there are five keys that determine that the credit bureaus have set to make sure to determine your 
calculation for your credit score. Y'all, I can't even talk. You know we get to the end. <laughs> Those five factors are payment history, the 30% rule, the length of time open for a credit product, inquiries, and your mix of credit. And then lastly, make sure you check in your credit. I told you where. Go back and listen if you didn't hear it. Now we can move on to the questions. <laughs> So the song that I'm feeling this week, I got two. First is Missy's Drip Demeanor. I got this one on repeat. I like this one so much that I got in my garage and I was skating to this one. Thought I was doing something, injured myself a little bit. But this song is still on repeat. Then Usher, John, and Luda did it again, y'all. They got a new song called Sex Beat. And when I tell y'all this is a song I like, I like. Definitely one that you need to add to your sexy time playlist. And I'm going to go ahead and leave that one there. The next thing is the show that I'm feeling this week. And so I don't know if y'all saw this, but the Clark Sisters movie came out on Lifetime. It was Saturday and I didn't already watch this movie twice. Missy and Mary J. Blige, they did that. They were the producers of this biopic. And I tell you what, Lifetime don't have many good biopics, but they did this one right. They did right by the Clark sisters. Next, I've been re-watching Insecure. I love Issa Rae's show, y'all. Season 4 just premiered yesterday on HBO, and I have just been watching this. Like, Insecure was one of those shows where when I first started watching this and as I got into it, I've been Issa, I was Molly at a point, and I really feel seen with this show. Like, it really relates to me. And so, it's only a 30-minute show. I still wish that it would be an hour, but the show is bomb, y'all. So, ain't nothing really grinding my gears this week. And I'm going to say probably my gratitude and what I'm looking forward to right now is just getting more listens. I'm looking forward to doing more episodes of this podcast. Um, I'm just good right now. I just feel really good. My family, we're all good. We're in good health. We still alive. We stand. We making it. But that's it, y'all. Once again, make sure you follow me on IG. I'm at Mindfully Rich. And until next time, when I hit y'all with another one.